everybody, and welcome to the Lyman Wolf Podcast. I am your host, Raceland, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Nate. How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like we're going to be talking about video games today, right? Yep. Our favorite franchises. Yeah, this was your pick for the for the podcast, and you decided to go with our top five favorite video game franchises. What made you want to do this today, Nate? Uh, just, I was looking back on some of the video games I've liked and noticed that they're all, most of them are pretty much from series I've played, so. Yeah, the, on this podcast, we're not going to be talking about our favorite games. We're going to be focusing instead on the entire franchise. So as a whole, why do you like them? Instead of being like, I like this game from that franchise, but the other ones are okay. Now we want the whole experience. Yep. So, since this was your pick, Nate, we're going to have you go first, but you said you had some honorable mentions that just missed the top five? Yes. Uh, some of these are the same level of some of my top five, but I didn't want to make this super long, so... Okay. Uh, so go ahead. All right. So, my honorable mentions are Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Uh, I've always I know loved you, that franchise. Yeah, you've talked about that a bunch when, when we hang out. Yeah. They're just super fun to play with people or even by yourself just makes you feel like a god amongst men in battlefields the only experience i have of dynasty warrior type games is not even dynasty wars it's hyrule warriors Pers persona strikers uh stuff like that like the the knockoff dynasty warriors yeah we uh we played the one piece version yeah 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 uh, anime style yeah uh, dynasty Warriors. um but uh, the those types of games, they're just really fun to play. Like, yeah, what's more fun than just destroying hordes of enemies? Yeah, if you... They're great steam blowers. Like, you get frustrated with something, play that game, your worries just melt away with the bodies of your enemies. <laughs> so what's the next one? Uh, so then, the next one would be Psychonauts. Uh, this is just a video game. I love the or the franchise that I love the aesthetic of the art style, the premise of it, being able to travel into people's minds and seeing how they perceive reality. So yeah, like one person just might be stuck in the seventies. Uh, another person might be obsessed with milk. So like you go into their mind and they're a milkman. Yeah, uh, I've had those, those games, have, those games have been on my uh, play later, like for such a long time. Cause I have Xbox. Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, they're just really fun games. Uh, and I'm... I don't consider myself too much of a platformer. Me, uh, me neither. I'm, I'm terrible at platformers. But this... This franchise, everything about it, even though I think it is considered a platformer, it doesn't feel like a platformer. Okay. Uh, and then Elder Scrolls. Okay, so we got the the franchise that Skyrim. That's the it's the only game I've played of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I have played Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. I own Redfall and Arena, um, but I have not played them. Here's a question: Out of Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, which is your favorite? I'm going to go with uh, probably Morrowind. Really, the oldest one. Yeah, because they had a whole DC based around being a werewolf. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you could do that I mean, in Skyrim, I, though. You could literally be a no, werewolf. No, you can. 
You can, and I do like that, but that, so in Skyrim, you have, like, a side quest where you join the fighters, and you find out the fighters, like, you become the werewolf, like, that's cool and all. Morrowind, literally, like, they have a DLC dedicated to that. It's not just a side quest in the main game, it's a DLC dedicated to that. Kind of like how Skyrim has the DLC for vampires. Okay, Uh, I get you, I get you. Yeah, so, like... I just, due to my love of werewolves, that is the little bit that pushed because other than that, all three of them are about equal to me gameplay-wise. I love all three of them. Uh, the stories of all three of them are amazing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, and, Sky, I've only played Skyrim, like I said, and Skyrim was like, I didn't put this on my list because I can't, like we said in the intro... I've only played Skyrim, so I can't put this as one of my favorite franchises because I've only played one game. But I put Skyrim like top tier games. Like it's yeah, I put the most hours into one of those games. I put so many hours into Skyrim. Well, yeah, like Bethesda games in general are just Chef's kiss. Like as glitchy eh, and eh. hell as they are, there's a reason why people keep coming back to them, and it's because they're fun. I I, I would say. Some are fun. I'm not a fan of like the Fallout series or anything like that. That's just that's just me personally though. I'm not a big fan of zombie games, but I mean Fallout's not a like it's, it has it's a po- apocalyptic world. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that style of games. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I am. I am a massive fan of post-apocalyptic settings. So what's um, your what's your next one? Then we got Saints Row. Uh oh wow, that is way lower than I thought it was gonna be on your list. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing. This is the honorable mentions thing where I'm like, they these are tied with my top five. This cl- would be uh, tied with either five or four. Dude, it I thought this was gonna be like your number two close. pick. I'm not even gonna lie. No. Uh. Yeah. It, it's not. But only because. Um. As much as I do love the franchise and everything. And I, but I love the my top five more. Okay. Uh, but these the Saints Row games they are great games, uh, especially if you're not too big of a fan of the seriousness that GTA takes itself sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. GTA has its funny moments. Yeah, but like it does. Like have Trevor. a more. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. <laughs> like it has. It does have its the more... Best, Trevor, the best protagonist of the entire franchise, right, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has its darker storylines. Whereas Saints Row, yeah, you're a criminal. You can be... You're, like, considered to be an asshole, but you're a funny asshole. You're... Does, isn't there an entire do mission where you have to, like, open. hunt... Isn't there an entire mission where you have to hunt down somebody with, like, a dildo as a weapon or something like that? Uh, it's not a mission. It is. You can just get the weapon uh yeah. and just go around dildo people things to people <laughs> um so what you got next and then warcraft franchise is this your last honorable mention yes this is the last so, honorable mention. world of warcraft is what you're saying not just world of warcraft warcraft in general i have been is it I have the been, same thing no so warcraft originally was an rts which is where i fell in love with the games rts um, is what exactly again? real-time strategy games where oh, okay. you build okay. your like castles and stuff and armies 
Gotcha. Um, I loved those games, and then I moved to World of Warcraft because of how much I loved those games. Okay. Um, and I will admit, I practically sold my soul to Blizzard when World of Warcraft came out. <laughs> I played almost nothing but that game for almost a decade. Wow, you just um, basically wrote your wrote your signature on the dotted line for the devil and just handed it right to him. Yes. Uh, but I, I love the lore of everything Warcraft. I've read the comics. I've read the books. I've played the games. The only reason it is not in my top five of this list is because I simply don't play them anymore. Um, you burn out. You get tired of it after a while. Yeah, uh, plus, like, the expansions, I just didn't really get into as much, so... That makes yeah. sense. So, I've had, that, I've had, uh, franchises where I loved, like, the first, like, two games, and then, like, they made a... I'll mention one, it's not on my list, uh, I'll mention it later, but go ahead, with your la you said that was your last one? Yes, that is my last honorable mention. Alright, so I'll talk about my honorable mentions now, and for me... These are the ones that, basically, I have them in order. So, unlike you, where they're, like, all tied for whatever, mine is basically, like, this is 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and then we'll get to our top five. Okay. So, my bottom one is the Far Cry series. I love the Far Cry series. Okay. I think the Far Cry series is super awesome. It's super underrated. And I haven't, I've only, I've played three, four, five, and primal i've not played six and i have not found a game i don't like they're all amazing especially yeah, I, my my favorite one is far cry five i love that game see i played uh one two and three <laughs> i never played the first uh, two and did not play the others oh you're missing out especially primal is like not what you expect primal is super fun well it's not like a conscious choice of me not playing them is more along lines of other games were coming out around the same times and I picked them. Bro, I'm just telling you right now, for all all uh, Far Cry fans out there, if you haven't got to play some of the newer ones, almost all the games are on Game Pass. Besides, I don't think 6 is. But, there yeah. You. So if you're interested in Far Cry, they're on Game Pass. Then we move on to the one I was mentioning earlier where the first three games were great and then they started falling off really hard and that is... The Borderlands franchise. I was, as a teen and early 20s, obsessed with Borderlands. Loved it. I loved the first one. The second one is, like, almost game of the year for, like, I love that game. The second Borderlands, I probably put as much hours in as, like, Skyrim. Damn. And I've, I've replayed the game. I've played all the DLC, like, a billion times. I've done every character. And then the pre-sequel was fun. And then that starts where it, then oh no before it falls off, Tales of the Borderlands the the uh, choices game that was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Then Borderlands three came out, and that was the controversial one that many people didn't like me me included. Okay, yeah. So I I played the first one a little bit of the second one. Uh, oh man, you need to you need to flesh out the second one, dude. Especially with all the DLC. I will. Like, I do absolutely love the art style oh, yeah. of all the Borderlands games that I've seen. And I am, really would like to try out that, uh, the new one. the Wonderlands? 
Yeah, Wonderland. I own that game. It was the first thing I bought when I got my Xbox, and I only put like five hours into it, and then I started playing other games. <laughs> so yeah, I need I really, to, I, I need to go back and finish that. I really want to try that one because uh, I just love a fantasy setting, but this is like sort of not a fantasy. Like I don't know, it just seems really interesting. Yeah. So the next one I got is. I don't know if you count this as, like, if this should be on the franchise list, because I've only played three of the games out of, like, 12 of them. <laughs> but it's the Dragon Quest franchise. I love... Okay. Dragon Quest Eleven is my second favorite game of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Understandable. I, I love that game. The stories in these Dragon Quest franchises are just so good. I love turn-based combat. I love the I love the fantasy stuff. I love that the story is fleshed out to like a hundred plus hours. That's my type of game right there. I played one of them, I think, on the Game Boy Advanced. Uh, oh, this must be one of the older ones then. And I really liked it. I love the fact that you could like change your job in the middle of your game and all kinds of stuff. The customization was okay. But yeah, also, they're not great, but it's still... I don't care about customization like you do. Yeah, plus it was also more of a lower res, so it wasn't really that noticeable. Right. So then I got uh, my favorite Mario franchise of all time, and that is the Paper Mario series. Okay. Paper Mario, I, I will play that over almost any regular Mario game. I'm super in the minority there. I understand that. But, like, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, one of my favorite Game Boy, uh, GameCube games of all time. And then you got, you know, Super Paper Mario, the Origami King, the Wii U version, Splash, Color Splash. All all those games are great. Uh, I have never played a Paper Mario game. <sighs> I'm too... Though I'm not really that big of a Mario fan. Uh, Me neither, and that's why I said I love the Paper Mario franchises because it's yeah. so different. And it gives like instead of Mario, just you know, jumping on Goombas and you know, getting to Bowser and saving the princess. Paper Mario fleshes out those characters, like the Goombas and the Turtles and the Koopas and all that. They have personalities, and they you know they're part of the story because that's what it is. It's a most, especially um, Paper Thousand Year Door on the GameCube, mm -hmm. which is my favorite. Is a turn-based combat system where you have partners and party members, and you flesh out a huge long story. And every like bad guy has like a, a personality and a, and a motive and all like that. Instead of it just being save the princess, yeah, which uh, is what I love about the franchise. I think the last Mario game I played was like a Mario Party game. That makes sense. Uh, That's a pretty popular which, franchise. Yeah, I, I just like playing with friends. So all right. And then my last honorable mention is, no shock, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. I've played every one of them, and I love every one of them. <laughs> I mean, it's shocked to me because I didn't think it would be an honorable mention for you. I thought it would be on your actual list. Yeah, well, you wait until you see my list and it'll totally make sense. This, this is my Saint Row for you. Like, right. <laughs> I figured this one would be on way higher. I played the first one a crap ton. The second one is the one I didn't play the most of, but I put the most hours in the third one because the third one, there's just so much to do. Okay. I want okay. a fourth one so bad, and I have my own list of characters that I want added. I uh, I like them. I like the style of them. 
I just got burnt out on them. Makes so sense. So that's kind of the reason why I don't even look at them anymore is because I just got, especially I did like one specific mission over and over. Yeah, and that over. they are extremely repetitive, and I understand that. Because of a certain someone. I don't know who uh, you're talking about. No, I don't know who yeah. that is. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our top five now. We've done, we've finished up our honorable <laughs> mentions. We spent like 15 minutes on them, so let's get to the top five. Okay. Uh, so my number five. Okay. Is the Wasteland franchise? You've mentioned those before. If yes. isn't it those isn't those like just like Fallout? Yeah, so the original Wasteland video game, which I haven't played, I own it on Steam, and I think it they had a remaster on Game Pass. Uh, it was before Fallout. It kind of inspired Fallout. Um, so it's kind of like the granddaddy of Fallout. Okay, I so love it's the it's the Fallout before the Fallout. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I played Fallout two and three. And I am waiting desperately for a fourth one to come out. Um, but that's not Wastelands. Yeah. No, it is, it's Wasteland. But you just said the Wasteland and the Fallout are separate, right? Yes. No, I'm talking about the Wasteland games. I'm not Fallout. I'm not talking about Fallout. Okay. I played Wasteland three and or two and three, and I'm waiting for four to come out. Oh, okay. I get you. Uh. And I love those games because you can... It does have some character customization, like, at the beginning of the game. And then you can pick out, like, your abilities and your loadouts and stuff like that. Uh, it's very XCOM style, which is another franchise I do love, but I is not on my list at all on this. Surprisingly. Um, because of, uh, like... The way I love post-apocalyptic way more than I like straight up sci-fi. Uh, and that is what Wasteland is. Wasteland is a the bombs have dropped. You are the remnants of uh like I believe you were supposed to be like the remnants of a military group, like a recon that mm -hmm. decided to create their own law enforcement in the area that they live or now live in. Because the entire state that they are in, which I want to say is Arizona, not positive. It's been a while since I played them. Um, is covered in nuclear waste and the fog. So if you try to leave Arizona, you die. Horribly. Makes sense. Never uh, leave Arizona, guys. Exactly. They, Matter of fact, they legit think that they're the last humans on Earth because of it. Until, like, you go... Like, there are other ways to get into other states, they find out. There are pathways through the fog. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it it opens up the possibilities for future games to go to other places. See, I just can't get into games like post-apocalypse games. They're just not interesting to me, man. Oh, to me they are, because it's like you have the fall of civilization, and you're seeing people either giving into that fall and just going buck wild showing their true nature of being chaotic evil and whatnot or you have people showing the true colors of being chaotic good and like we need to try to keep order and help people not fuck them over i feel like that doesn't happen much <laughs> yeah 
Uh, no, it doesn't. The, <laughs> uh, sadly, the majority of it is, and that's kind of like a game with the Wasteland franchise is you're part of the group. Like we are the marshals. We are, we will try to, or rangers, I'm sorry. We are the rangers. We will try to help people as much as we can, but we got to look out for ourselves as well. Uh, but almost everybody else you encounter is like, yeah, no, uh, we're out for number one. Fuck all you. <laughs> so, I'm going to kill you and steal your shit. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's a nice home you have. Let us attack you. Uh, plus, there's something like that, that I, speaks to me with, like, post-apocalypse technology. Because, like, you can incorporate sci-fi stuff into it, and it just feels cooler to me. Like, almost dirtier like grunger uh i just really love the aesthetic of a post-apocalyptic world makes sense for you uh the first or wasteland 2 came out in like 2014 i didn't play it until 2020 when jesus uh, we all got kind of stuck inside for a while the wastelands <laughs> yeah and i was like oh man i i know how Arizona feels in this like I can't <laughs> leave no uh I played it specifically because I wanted to play Wasteland 3 and then I started kicking myself for having waited so long to play it that's what happens man yeah it, it they're a great I feel like franchise I have a lot of games like that where it's like I'm playing them for the first time like last year and it's like these came out in like 2012 why have I waited this long <laughs> yeah like I started playing uh, Red Dead recently, and I'm like, why the fuck have I not been playing this? This is such a fun game. So is that, is that all you got for that one? Yes, that is my number five pick. Cool. What about you, Raislin? All right, my number five is going to be a controversial one. No, oh, great. And that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic okay. the Hedgehog. I love Sonic. I have a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> tattoo even. On my arm. A big old Sonic tattoo, because I love Sonic the Hedgehog. With that figure eight running style. Oh, yeah. And uh, the reason why I say it's controversial is that I understand that there's a bunch of Sonic games that are considered bad Sonic games. But for the most part, I can find something <laughs> redeeming in those games. <laughs> I, like, there, there are some games where people are like, why the hell was this made? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not that bad. Look at, look at that. It, it, it has something oh, fun about it. <laughs> knowing you, this does not surprise me at all. Uh, you would find, like, the trolliest of answers. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe Sonic was making out with a human girl, but, uh, you know, the story wasn't terrible. <laughs> Forgivable. <laughs> he's, he's an anthropomorphic hedgehog. It's fine. <laughs> so he's I have a chili dog. <laughs> so there's one game... That I'm not the biggest fan of, but I can't really have an opinion on it because I haven't played much into it. And that is the newest one, Sonic Frontiers. And what I mean is I, it's okay. I played about like three hours of the game. So I, like I said, I can't really make a judgment if I've only played like two or three hours of the game. But so far, it's like... Uh... And that's like that uh, open world one? Yeah, it's the open world one. <coughs> open, uh, open zone. We don't say open world in Sonic, okay? Oh, <laughs> they made yeah, a big deal cool. about that when, when they released it. <laughs> yeah, it, it just... It didn't impress me that much. Like, 
I get that that's probably one of the most popular Sonic games because it's you can do whatever now. And it's just like, I didn't, it seems kind of boring. Like, Sonic is just running around in open wilderness. And that's I, pretty much it. And fighting some bad guys ever so often. I mean, to be fair, I haven't heard pretty much anything about Frontiers after it was released. Like, I heard a bunch of, like, people hyping up, getting wanting to play it. And then showing well, see, some concern for some of the features that... Oh, were see, I was the opposite. When they announced that first trailer, <laughs> and I was like, oh, sick, a new Sonic game. Like, this looks, like, visually looks good. And then IGN was ta sending out gameplay trailers in the worst possible way, making the game look so boring. And I'm like, oh, no, this game's gonna suck. I hope it's not. I'm, I'm gonna pre... I'm going to hold my judgment until I finally try it. And then I got the game and I was like, oh no, it is just as boring as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they just had, they could have done so much more with that game. But there is one game, and this is extremely controversial. <laughs> there is one game that I think gets a little too much hate. And I think I'm biased because of who I am. And that is Sonic and the Black Knight. That's the one where Sonic's holding the Excalibur sword and the one, the one I was second most hyped about when I <laughs> found out about it. And I don't even care about Sonic. I was just like, oh, Sonic has a sword. Yeah, sweet. And, and that's where the <laughs> the gameplay. I won't even lie. The gameplay is pretty garbage. Like yeah. the gameplay is on the Wii, so it's all motion control, and the story is extremely bland. But I love the aesthetics. It's Sonic uh, with a, with ex I love the King Arthur storyline, and it's Sonic with Excalibur. It's Sonic and the King Arthur storyline. My channel's called Lime Knight. I like knights, so, and Sonic is a knight. <laughs> so you're not alone in the controversy, buddy. Yeah, like uh, I'm not even going to defend the game. I just like the looks of it. <laughs> my f favorite, like. Again, I know almost nothing about Sonic. I have not played a Sonic game in a long time. Other than, I think, Sonic Forces, which I played a little bit of. Which is like the, it's considered one of the worst Sonic games ever made. It's not great. Uh, it kind of was... It reminded me why I don't really play Sonic like, games. Out of all the Sonic games, you're like, you know what? I haven't played a Sonic game in like 10 years. I'm going to give another Sonic game. You get that one. I'm like, come on, oh, man. Yeah. You could have they gotten said, Sonic Mania, which is considered like the best create, Sonic game. <laughs> they said I could create a wolf. I was like, okay, yeah. And then the wolf looked like a Rat. lesser, yeah, like a lesser hedgehog. I was like, what? This isn't a wolf. And their story like, is so garbage. <laughs> uh, but of all the stuff I have seen of Sonic, my favorite thing is like Sonic the Werehog. Uh, oh, Sonic Unleashed is a great game! That game is awesome! Another I one have, that people think is trash, but that game is I've amazing! I've never <laughs> played that, but I love the look of Sonic the Werewolf. Don't worry, buddy. If you come over, I've got it on the Wii. You can play it with me. Um, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so that's my number five. Go ahead with your number four. Alright, so my number four is the Fallout franchise. It's basically the same as your number five. It's the same thing. No, 
different gameplay because I didn't play Fallout's one, two, and Brotherhood or and Tactics or anything like that. I played Fallout Three, New Vegas, Shelter Four, and Seventy Six. I feel like this is being like, oh, dude, my favorite game of all time is is Skyrim, but my second favorite game is Oblivion. They're the same game with different stories. It was the, the same franchise, and they're in the same timeline. Uh, yeah, but, so is is it Wasteland and Fallout the same franchise? Like the no. same, like the same people that make it? No, oh, they're not. Okay. I, uh, well, I think Obsidian might have had something to do with uh, Wasteland, which did make New Vegas, but not the main Fallout games. Man, my favorite um, franchise of all time is Mario, but my second favorite franchise is Mario Party. It's different. Okay, first off, <laughs> gameplay-wise, it is different because the Wasteland is different from the Fallouts that I played. You Wasteland, you play as... Uh, I'm literally giving you shit, dude. I, I no, don't know, I, I know, I, you I don't are, know anything about now I got to defend myself on this. <laughs> I just know it has to stop little, like... <laughs> mechanic where you can like target enemies and fall out yeah uh vats um i don't know what it's called fallout has is a first person shooter whereas wasteland is a top down isometric rpg the only fallout Um, game i've ever played i played i tried playing fallout new vegas i played it for like an hour and i go wow this is stupid and i turned it off that is, <laughs> don't leave the podcast because of what he's saying. Um, Again, I'm not into post-apocalypse games, though. That's yeah. why it was boring to me. The New Vegas is, like, considered one of the best. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. And I get shit for it all the time. Anytime I talk to my buddies that are gamers and I'm like, dude, no, you, like, Fallout? Like, I played New Vegas and it was boring. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> Alright, so the reason I love the Fallout franchise is because for the most part, you play as a vault character, and I love the idea of that there is just a company at the beginning of the franchise, Vault Tech, that is purely like the trolliest of trolls to the point where they just fuck over survivors. Nate, there's only one true vault hunter, and that is from Borderlands, okay? I mean, yeah, there are people who search out vaults in the game. Yeah, though. see, Borderlands has the true vaults, <laughs> the vault hunters. You got your little, yeah. your little knockoff vault hunters over there. To, the vaults <laughs> mostly never work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're designed not like they're designed. That's the thing. Voltec trolled hundreds, if not thousands, of people because. They, they wanted to perform experiments on these people rather than save them. Uh, like you have a vault that literally was designed so the door c- can't close. Like the entire purpose of the vault. To keep people from being bombed to hell, the door wouldn't close because Voltec's like, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah dicks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or like they had white noise playing in the background on a frequency that we couldn't perceive, but it still affected human beings and drove them insane. Uh, they sounds like a nice company, man. Yeah, Vault, that is, like, one of the things I love about this is, like, 
you never quite understand. I think in Fallout 4, they you do go to Vault Tech headquarters and you can find memos and notes on all most of or some of the vaults, uh, and why they did this to some of the vaults. But like, who came up with the idea to just fuck over so many people? Nate, using I will say, if anybody out there wants to get into vault uh, into Fallout, <clears throat> I definitely recommend Fallout 76, the best one. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's, it's considered like the worst Fallout game. <laughs> well, it, it has gotten better, because I too, like, I didn't play Fallout 76 when it came out because of everything that was happening. Uh, I loved Fallout because of the NPCs and the storylines. And then they took away all that. <laughs> yeah, they took away all of it, and but they have introduced a lot of that. Uh, it's not quite to the point of a regular Fallout game, Um but it has been improved a ton. I've been playing it. It is pretty fun, actually. Uh, I wish I could get some friends to play with me because I would really love being a traveler with other Vault players. Well, Nate, if you need uh, some friends to play some Fallout with, you better get some other friends because I'm not going to play Fallout. Well, I, I do have other friends now that do play with me online with online stuff. Uh, there you go. I'm just working my way into getting them into the Fallout 76 line. Nobody wants to play Fallout because it's not a good franchise. No, people love Fallout games, Grayson. <laughs> you are in the minority. On this. I know, I am. And you know this. Uh, so that is my number four. Okay. So my number four is a franchise that I have talked about a bunch on my YouTube channel. And that is the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I uh, actually have a video on my YouTube channel where I rank all of the Assassin's Creed games. So if you're interested in my ranking, go check them out. It's on my channel. A little plug there. <laughs> this, this is on your channel, too. I know. So they're already on here. <laughs> they might be listening on Apple Pod or Spotify. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I always forget that we have other... <laughs> but yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed since 2007 with the first game. I've played yeah. every single Assassin's Creed game. For the most part, I love every game. There's one specific game that I don't like, and it's mentioned in my video, so go check that out. But one of the things I love about this game series is I love the idea of being able to go into the past and play as an assassin along memorable people in history. That's like one of the biggest draws of the franchise is the fact that yeah. you get to play as this stealthy, cool assassin, if you're actually playing Assassin's Creed and not one of the newer ones, uh, you get to play as a stealthy assassin and go around and interact with people like, you know, Ben Franklin, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, George Washington, you know, super honorable people throughout history. And you get to, like, experience what an assassin would do in that scenario. Yeah. I love that. And, of course, the modern world ties into it as well. I love the idea of, like, you play as this modern guy or woman or whoever the main protagonist is of that game. And you go in, like, a device that sends you into your ancestors. I think that's just so cool. You've, you've uh, played Assassin's Creed games, right? Yeah, I've played all of them up until uh, Origins, I think. Which is... Uh, get on my video. It's like, man. Uh, I love that game. <laughs> I've been trying then, so long for so many years to get you to play that game, Nate. I own all of them now. Um, How? The, what, you have no excuse! 
I never had an excuse to be fair. I could have easily rented the game <laughs> to play it. This isn't blockbuster. Uh, we don't rent games anymore. It's either you get it or you don't. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm still a subscriber to uh, Gamefly. Uh, you and like four other people. Good job, Nate. We're keeping that company alive, man. <laughs> Just keep keep trying, Gamefly. You'll get so what? What is stopping you from playing the game? Is it just you don't have time? Other games, uh, yeah. But I'm playing this game games. is better than any Fallout or like Red Dead that you could ever play. This is a much better game. I mean, no. So okay, <laughs> my interest in the Assassin's Creed games did drop quite a bit. Spoilers ahead. When they killed Desmond. Yeah, uh, yeah, and pretty much got rid of all of the stuff they had been working up to in the present day, and I was just like, okay, like, eh. I it massive. Yeah, and now every down. game following there's just some like random, you know, yeah. <laughs> random tech guy <laughs> at the company. <laughs> It basically went from having like this really cool premise of like we're eventually going to be showing you the present day overarching story that we've been building and then they kill off Desmond and they're like, oh, by the way, none of that matters. Um, we now have I mean, a they try, they try random... To, they try to bring it back in some of the newer games like, oh, Desmond's sacrifice was for this reason. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. okay. You know. They mentioned Desmond and... Uh, I think one other subject and I think it was black flag that you're talking about. Yeah. in the other games, even in a uh, syndicate, they mention another subject that they're like getting the DNA from, which I always thought was Desmond. I'm not positive. It, it's been a while. Um, yeah, you need to replay them all. Like I did all of 2022. But... It's in the video. <laughs> <laughs> so shamelessly. Plugging That's all right. Uh, but like they just, the fact that they just completely wiped out, Everything they had been building up to. Yeah. I feel like Ubisoft didn't know what to do with the Assassin's Creed franchise. They're like, we're going to have this crazy ending with Desmond. It's going to be momentous. And then they're like, but we want money. So now what? Yeah, I don't like, know. Oh, other wait. other time periods, I guess. Ah. Well, it's not even like the, the end of Desmond just felt so out of left field. I ah. did not expect it. It was a shock and awe factor. And I feel like they did it because it was a shock and awe factor. Like, they had an overall story that they were going, and then all of a sudden, with that game, they're just like, all right, let's do something that's going to shock them. Let's kill Desmond. Um, but, but, sir, if we kill Desmond, we can't continue the story we've been building. They should have had we'll it where... figure that out. They should have had it where Desmond had a protege who was training or something. Like, kind of like Ezio, how he was training people. Desmond training. was the protege. <laughs> I know, but, like... They should have had it where, like, they had, even if it was a scene where it's like, oh, yeah, we brought this new guy onto the team to help us take down Abstergo, and Desmond's kind of showing him the ropes with, like, the bleeding effect and stuff, and then he dies. It would have been cool if they'd have been like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take up the arms that my master didn't finish and take up the mission. And, like, that, that would have been cool, but no, they were just like, no, nope. completely to oh, get rid of that storyline. I don't really <laughs> agree with that because, like, Desmond. The whole point was, or originally was, that he was gaining the skills from his DNA ancestors. Like, he had his training, he ran away from the assassin's life in his life, so he didn't really have the insane training they did. No, he but didn't? He was, what are you talking about? 
Are you talking about how he... Did bar, a bartender or something? He was a bartender. He didn't even know about the assassins. He got yeah. kidnapped by Abstergo. Okay, so yeah, he didn't have anything to do with the assassin's life. Okay, yeah. so I misremembered a little bit. Yeah, he straight up was just a random bartender that Abstergo abducted and was like, yeah. we're going to experiment on you. And then he gets all of these skills, and you don't even really... Like, you get to utilize them a little bit in some segments of the games. Yeah. But that's it. Like they were, he was becoming a master assassin because his ancestors were master assassins. And then, poof, nothing, nada. His storyline ends <laughs> in a weird ass. Lucy kills him. I think. I've, if no, I no, no. You get into who spoilers. Who killed him? Uh, who is? You want me to spoil that? Yeah, I've already played it. I just don't remember. The and gods do. Was it? It's, they possessed him. No, possessed him, no. You're thinking of the end of Assassin's Creed 2. Desmond's death happens in Assassin's Creed 3 with Connor. And the and the one where you're a Native American, that's where Desmond yeah. dies. But and how it, does he die? He has to save the... So the world is going to... The apocalypse is coming and the world's going to basically implode on itself at, by, because of the old gods. And the gold gods is like, we can stop this if you sacrifice yourself and he does that and ends the apocalypse that's how he dies hmm yeah it's okay i probably am i am misremembering you're remembering you know in the end of I assassin's am. creed 2 when you find out lucy was a templar the whole time and that the gods possess him to stab her okay that is okay yeah I am. I'm remembering that and Trust me, I recently played all of them last year. I trust you on the lore of this. <laughs> Just, like I said, my interest in the Assassin's Creed games kind of vanished after he died. I continued to play them, uh, but it was more like, eh. Like, eh. Nate, I will say the one game that you can completely skip is Valhalla. Just don't even bother. That That was the game I was talking about that was like, this is my yeah. I this is the only Assassin's Creed game that I don't have a redeeming quality for. Yeah, it the Valhalla was such a disappointment because I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology, Vikings, all that stuff. One of my favorite show is Vikings. I was so hyped, and then it was like I got it, and I was like, this is not an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> like, if they would have made this just its own standalone thing and not slap the Assassin's Creed logo and be like, we're going to try to tie this into the lore of Assassin's Creed, it would have been fine. But the fact that they, like, tried to shoehorn this in as an Assassin's Creed, it literally is. You're a Viking warrior going around pillaging and killing. You're not an Assassin. At all. Not even close. And even, is... the, even the gameplay isn't great like i don't even enjoy the combat that much it just really the it assassin's creed assassinated itself yeah i will agree with that with me at least when they killed desmond well uh, i i don't i don't agree with that because some of my two of my favorite games in the franchise come after desmond's death yeah. so i can't really say that I, well, but okay. that that boils down to mechanics. I love the yeah. story of the game and the mechanics of the game. The game, it's the games were still fun. That's why I played Black Flag. It's why I played uh, Syndicate Unity. Yeah, I've enjoyed them. They're fun games, but story wise, I was 
I wasn't as invested in it anymore because I just wasn't I sure. I can totally see that. I could completely like, understand that. Yeah, like, who's this random dude you guys are making me play as taking well, over okay, the Okay, I will say, Nate, if you ever play Origins, they introduce basically a new De- a new Desmond. A new main okay. character. It's it's a it's a woman named uh, Layla. Yeah, you have to play as a girl, uh, and she is like they're trying to make her the new Desmond. I think she's been in. I want to say two of the games. I don't remember if she's in Valhalla, but she's in Origins and she's in Odyssey. It just yeah, I will probably eventually get to playing them. It's just. At Bi- the point, Bi- is such I a have... cool. Bayek is such a cool protagonist. I mean, almost all of the assassins are really cool protagonists. Jacob Fry for the win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like Jacob Fry is cool. <laughs> I like him. I just don't think he's a good assassin. All right, we need uh, to we need to move on, man. We need to move on. So what's well, your, this is your pick? I know. What, what's your next pick, man? All right, my next pick is Mass Effect franchise. Oh, another one that I have like almost no interest in playing. The uh, Mass you're Effect picking, franchise. Your your choices and like your genres of games are like the complete opposite of mine. It's like you love the 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 the, the, the franchises that I don't like are like space sci fi story. You know, like choices games and Fallout. You know, like post apocalypse. Those are like my two least interested type of games, and you pick those as your top three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things I look for is customization and story driven. That that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> if you can make choices in that story, even better. See, I and, don't like games like that for the mo- for the most part. There are some exceptions, but like I get anxious. So it's like if I like, oh man, if I make this choice, it might mess up the Indian. I won't get the Indian I want. I don't want to do that. That's why I like games where it's just like this is the story. Play through the game. I like linear games. Yeah, Mass Effect definitely is. Uh, if you make one wrong choice, you're going to lose your whole party. Yeah, um, and I hate that. I don't. That's what it's like. I play games and I have that mechanic in the game, and it's like I gotta look it up. I gotta see what happens now. I don't want to yeah, make the I, wrong choice. I remember playing Mass Effect, and then uh, like a couple of my crew members, they weren't like part of the main crew. There were a, one named person and then other crew members ended up dying in the final mission. And I'm like, oh, man, that that sucks. And then I later found out I could have saved them had I made just one slight choice. How many times like, do you, uh, how oh, many times do you quick this. save and have to reload all the time? <laughs> oh, I am a scum saver for life. Um, <laughs> I, so, I developed that habit because of XCOM. <laughs> so what makes you love this franchise? Uh, so Mass Effect franchise is, in my opinion, the best video game where the story is the factor. Okay, uh, so it has the best be- story. Yeah, because, and by story I mean not only the narrative of the story, but also the choices you make impacting the worlds of the game you're playing. Okay. Um, Because... Like, I'm pretty sure other games have done this, but this game, in my opinion, has done it the best, where even, like, the most inconsequential uh, choice or action you have committed in, like, the first game has effects in the third game. See, that just stresses me out just hearing that. 
<laughs> it's not like you would notice it. Like, I know. It's just like, I don't want that. <laughs> I want to just I play do. the game. I love the fact that it makes it feel like you are... So the reason I play video games is kind of an escapism from ordinary, boring life. Like, I have to go to work, come home, and you know, I play video games because I'm not a cool spacefaring adventurer. Uh, See, I do the same thing, though, but I don't like the idea of having to make real-life choices that affect the game. That's I already it, do that in real life, man. It's like, if I make this the, choice, if I make this choice, it's going to affect my life. I don't want that in my video games. I get it. Uh, but it's the opposite reasoning for me. It's the fact that I can make those choices is what makes me feel like I am a part of that world. Uh, like, this isn't me following the narration of someone else's life. This is me choosing these choices, and I'm affecting the world. I'm a follower. Uh, I'm a follower, not a leader. I'll just, whatever choices that person already made, I'll follow that to the end. I mean, uh, in life, I'm a follower. In video games, yeah, I'm a leader. I'm a god. Yeah, <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, no. Uh, so, um, so yeah, Mass Effect is just such. It was the first game I had ever encountered that was like that, where you could make a, you could save somebody in the first game, and then in the second game, you meet up with them, and their life has maybe turned to shit, or. You meet them in the third game, and they are now heroes themselves. They're like, we saw you. We were inspired by you. We decided to do something about it. We're here to help you. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say that I didn't like about uh, Mass Effect in all, because I have played all of the games, Mass Effect 1, 2, Andromeda, and isn't Andromeda, the, real quick, isn't Andromeda known as like one of the worst of, of the entire franchise? Yes, but... I've heard not, only nothing but negative things about that game. I liked it. Uh, Andromeda was one of those games, again, I'm not into it, I don't know anything about Mass Effect, but Andromeda was one of those games that I saw, came out, and within like three months was on sale for $20. Yeah, well, so they took away the team that was working on it to work on another game. Oh, uh, that, that, I hate when that happens. That sucks. And then they gave the game, I believe, I could be wrong, I haven't done massive research into the ins and outs of it, but I'm pretty sure they uh, gave the game to a team that had only worked on cinematics. Okay, yeah, that, I, I, that, I, I looked into a tiny bit of it because I wanted to see what all the hate was about. I remember a lot of people said that, like, the cinematics are garbage. It was... The game itself was... Not from my experience, but from people I know who had played it also. Who all didn't like it, really. I loved it because I had a good experience with it. I got super lucky. Well, uh, it's also because you're a massive fan of the franchise. So I feel like you had, like, nostalgia well, no. filters on. Well, no, because... Like, I could see the flaws in it. It's just, like I said, I got really lucky. It, it, it was a glitchy mess. Hey, was, that's how I feel about Assassin's Creed Unity. Assassin's Creed yeah. Unity was a massive glitchy mess that everybody hates. I love that game. <laughs> Same. I keep getting lucky with these super glitchy games because they don't glitch for me when I'm playing them. Like, the most I, I got at Assassin's Creed Unity as a glitch is like, one time I was opening the chest and his arms became like Slenderman Spaghetti Noodle Monster arms opening the chest. And I was like, oh, that was funny. And that was it. It's the only glitch I really experienced. 
I had no glitches when I played Unity. I played that game, I loved it, and then I heard all the hate, and I'm like, why? This is such a good game. This right. is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. And everyone's like, oh, you're wrong. And I'm like... Oh, don't worry. If you watch my video that I have on my channel down below, uh, it talks about where I put num uh, put Unity on there, and I've been getting lots of negative comments about it. <laughs> so Mass Effect Andromeda... Also, it's like Unity. It has a ton of glitches that I didn't experience, and I'm loving the game. Like, there, there is one massive thing I didn't like about the game. They canceled the second part of it. Like, it left on oh, a cliffhanger. It's, uh, oh, it's unfinished? Yeah, they left it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> They're like, okay, now this ship is coming in. We are finally going to be meeting the rest of the races from the other galaxy. And Spoilers. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then... That's it. Uh, to be yep. continued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they did like do a continuation either in a book or a comic form, but that is it. Uh, the, but other than that, I loved it. It was not as good as the original trilogy, but then again, the original trilogy burnt me as well with the ending. I hate the original trilogy ending. Everything else I love about that franchise but its endings are garbage, in my opinion. Yeah, I, that's happened in a lot of games for me. Yeah, so that would be my that pick. What is your next one? Rachel? All right, so my number three, we're getting to top three now, is the Legend of Zelda franchise. Okay. I have been playing Legend of Zelda since, like, the N64 era. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I played... I th my first Legend of Zelda was the NES. Oh, so you played the original Zelda. Yeah. So, my favorite Zelda games are actually the Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker and Skyward Sword. Those are literally my top three Zelda games. And yeah. I feel like Skyward Sword is one of those games that people are like, why the hell is it so <laughs> high on your list? <laughs> and I love those games. I love the I idea of you just being the chosen hero and going to save Hyrule and all that stuff. Like, I, love, I love the whole aesthetic of the game it's just simple yeah. good versus evil go do it in different ways with each game you got zelda who's a wolf you got zelda on water you got zelda in the in the sky like it's just same story just different directions and i yeah, love it the the last uh legend of the zelda legend of zelda, legend of the zelda yes legend of the zelda uh game i played was technically hyrule warriors Yay! But, I, we consider Zelda on this channel. Uh, but the last one I played by myself was uh, Majora's Mask. Majora's and Mask is great. That is perhaps my favorite of them all, simply that is because such a dark game. <laughs> I, I'm a very dark person. I've realized uh, in my happy exterior, inside I'm apparently a very dark individual. Um. But I love shape-shifting, and the fact that he has all these masks that changes him, and I'm just like, that's such a cool, unique feature. I will I say, like that. on Majora's <clears throat> Mask, my favorite look of all time of Zelda, not gameplay, mm -hmm. but just look, is mm -hmm. Deku look, or the Deku Link, when he's the flower guy. Yeah. I don't know why. Doll I Link. don't, he, that is the coolest looking Zelda, in my opinion. But that's... yet, you got Wolf, Zelda, Wolf Link over there. Yeah. I, I, and and that's great because uh, Twilight Princess is my favorite of all Zelda games, but 
I don't know, Deku Link is just so cool. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Almost, I liked all of the looks in Majora's Mask. Um, they, I just love the idea of them like, okay, now here's a race. Let's see what Link would look like in that race. Right? There we go. <laughs> like, I just thought that was a neat idea. Okay, so I think there are some extremely underrated Zelda games that definitely need more love. And that is, most of these are all <laughs> handheld games. You got the Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. That game was amazing. You got to shrink down to be a little like Bakori, which are like these little little like little imps, like little elves. They're like supposed to be like the the, the elves that live in the the mushrooms, that live in the walls and stuff. Like the old you know old folktale elves. And okay. then you got this one, super underrated. This is on the GameCube. Make sure it's the GameCube version because that's the one that has a story. And that is the Four Swords Adventure, where you can play as four different links, and you could um, basically have to go take down an evil being that's not Ganon for once. Okay. And I loved being able to control all four links, and the story's so good. Oh, the game is so great. And then A Link Between Worlds that came out on the 3DS, where you could turn into a painting flat and go to another dimension. One of the cool things about that game was that it was, instead of it being like, Go to this dungeon, defeat that monster, then go to the next dungeon, defeat the monster. It was the your items, because you know how in every Zelda game it's always like, go to the dungeon, you get the bow and defeat the monster with the bow, right? And then you go to the next one and you get the boomerang and beat the boomerang monster, right? Yeah. So this one, instead of it being that, it was all of the items in the game were in your house. And it was a guy who moved in, it was a shopkeeper, and he said, hey... If you want to borrow any of these weapons, you can rent them for a fee and then go to any dungeon that correlates to that weapon at any time. So basically, you could play the story in any order that you wanted, which was pretty cool. They, they'd never done anything like that on a Zelda game. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I thought it was great. I not like I'm not really that interested in Legends of or Legend of Zelda. I keep messing up that <laughs> name in that franchise. Legends of uh, Zelda. Yeah. Uh but only because um like I think I might be more interested in Breath of the Wild. Oh oh I'm getting to that in a second. <laughs> but the other ones the art styles actually kind of took me out. I, oh, I love like, the art style of the old ones. I, I'm all I'm all for uh well not the old one. Well, like, I guess maybe the old ones now we considering that yeah. Twenty twenty three. Two thousand like I think Wind Waker came out a lot like two thousand five and it's like, geez, that's so old. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to think like that now, but I gotta get that way. Uh but like I love experimenting with art styles. That I'm all for. It just Personally, for me, I wasn't a fan of the art style itself. Which of which one? Uh, I think Wind Waker. Wind Waker's the cartoony look. Yeah, and which is one. hilarious that you say that because Wind Waker has won awards for its art style. Like people love Wind Waker's I mean, art style. I can understand it's cutesy and it looks good. It's just to me not. I'm not a big fan of that type of art style. And see, like that, people, that's, it's just funny because it's like, that's what it's known for. It's like, people love that game because it's like, it's the most different art style of all Zelda games. It is. It is very different. I can grant it that. Uh, 
I I think the only thing that would get me into a Legend of Zelda game now would be if he dual wielded some swords. Uh, <sighs> so now we're going to get to the controversial part of Zelda, and that is what you've already mentioned, is the Breath of the Wild. I'm probably going to get hate for it, but I don't really like Breath of the Wild that much. Yeah, As a Zelda are. game. As a Zelda game. Okay, hear me out. Zelda games are traditional Zelda games that I've mentioned. You know, all the games in the past that have worked so well, and I love them all, linear stories, la da 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 Breath of the Wild was like, let's make an open-world RPG, slap some Zelda themes on it, and have breakable weapons. There you go, guys. Everybody loves it. Woo! And I, I don't, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't want an open-world RPG with my Zelda games. And I guarantee that's the the, the direction they're going now because they've already announced Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. And I'm, I'm worried that they're just going to continue Breath of the Wild 3, Breath of the Wild 4, Breath of the Wild 5. And it's just going to be open-world RPG Zeldas forever now. And I don't want that. I, I don't think that is what's going to happen. I feel like they have done this. They're going to enjoy it for a while. But they understand people still want to play the original style so well they've been having rumors of twilight princess and wind waker getting a remaster like they did with skyward sword on the switch or whatever console comes after the switch because the switch the switch is like six years old now isn't that crazy yeah time is flying very rapidly (laughs) so there's been rumors for years and i think eventually it will get a remaster like skyward sword did yeah and i'm Uh, hoping that's the case so people can still play classic, quote-unquote, classic Zelda games instead of this open-world yeah. RPG nonsense that I don't enjoy. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a Mario situation because you still have... Mario has delved into so many different styles of gameplay that Mario I think... Mario Maker, Legend- Mario Kart, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis. Yeah, <laughs> like Legend of Zelda can afford to dip its toe into other styles, but it will eventually still retain its originality and don't get me wrong if you love breath of wild it's probably like 99 percent of you listening to this right yes, now uh 99.9 you are <laughs> yeah. the zero one percent yeah i know i completely you are completely valid i completely understand why you love breath of the wild i play breath of the wild i put like 70 hours into that game it's not a bad game i don't hate the game the game's fun as an open world rpg game it's not a zelda game to me which is redundant. I completely understand that it doesn't make any sense. Especially when you consider that you do consider Hyrule Warriors a Zelda I game. know. I know. It's just, it's not the playstyle I like for a Zelda game. And yeah. the biggest reason, honestly, is the the breakable weapons. I hate the breakable weapons. That If they got rid of breakable weapons in, in Breath of the Wild, I'd probably put that way higher on my list. Yeah. I despise, I, I despise the fact that I'm like, Surrounded by a horde of monsters, all of a sudden, my sword breaks, and now I'm out of weapons. Yeah, is is so is the master sword a breakable weapon, or do it you even is get not? It is it is not a bre- a breakable weapon, but you have a certain amount of uses until it needs to recharge. Ah, okay. So it's literally a breakable <laughs> weapon. Yeah. Which uh, again, I hate it. You I get remember. rid of that factor. I put Breath of the Wild at top fucking ten. With the brave weapons, it's way at the bottom. I remember reading a Reddit post um, about Legend of Zelda and dual wielding, 
And I was like, oh, that looks sick. But he's only got, like, the one Master Sword. Is he just going to wield the Master Sword and, like, some other random regular sword? Like, that doesn't sound great. And then someone mentioned that there is apparently another sword that he does wield occasionally. The uh, sword that splits him into four people. No, the four swords. Yeah. Oh, is that straight up what it's called? The four swords? I don't know if... I don't remember that being in Breath of the Wild. Is that in Breath of the Wild? No, no. I'm just. Oh talking no. About, like, the, yeah, that's the, the thing four that would swords. Get me interested again. That is the uh, game that I was talking about. The Four Swords Adventure. It's okay. the, called the Four Swords. You pull it out of the thing, and he splits into four people. So, imagine him having that with the Master Sword, and then having four Links running around dual wielding the Master Sword and the Four Swords. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so, yeah. Whirling dervish tornado of blades. So that is my number three with the controversial Breath of the Wild take. Okay, okay, that's a that's a good one, I think. I could, mm. I feel like, I feel like Legend of Zelda is a lot of people's in top five. <laughs> yeah, I I am definitely in the minority on that one. Yeah, you're over there playing like Fallout and Mass Effect, while everybody else is I mean, playing real are, games. No, people are still playing <laughs> Fallout and Mass Effect and Skyrim and. So what's your number two? All right, my number two would be Dragon Age, the okay. Dragon. Age. Another game that's been on my wa- play later list for so long now. Yes, uh, Dragon Age. I will admit, I originally just liked the first game. Uh, I play. I've played all of the games. I've read some of the comics and some of the books. I love the lore of Dragon Age. The first one, though, Origins, that is my all-time favorite of their franchise. I did not like 2 and Inquisition very much until I got them for PC. I played them on Steam. Uh, I downloaded a couple of mods that kind of helped with the UI and controls. It's not cheating. That's improving. Mm -hmm. Not. Oh, and it wasn't improved, like making me it easier to play the game. And then I had infinite life and infinite weapons and infinite this and infinite. Yeah, that. I don't do that. <laughs> it's literally like making the compass bigger or something like I that. I swatted the final boss like he was a fly. <laughs> or changing the look of a weapon. Like I wanted a leather duster in my Inquisition's character. Um, we got ourselves a full-on cheater over here. Modders aren't. Technically cheaters. I made it where the my main character had no weight limit and could hold an infinity blade, and I just killed the final boss with a flick of my wrist. Okay, I say I gave him a leather duster, and you're like, <laughs> you keep saying, are you, you cheated using infinite light? No. <laughs> I played Mario on infinitive lice with the mod. <laughs> anyway, uh, since I was able to improve the slight UI changes for the other two games, I like them even more. But I have always loved the storyline of all of the games. I made the um, final boss turn into Tom- Thomas the Tank Engine. I, you can do that in Skyrim. <laughs> I know, okay? that's like, why I said that. <laughs> uh, so, the Dragon Age origins the reason it would be my favorite out of all of them is because of the mechanics of the game you could create your character however you want to create your character you want to be a dual wielding warrior do it you want to be a rogue that for some reason wields a big sword sure your abilities aren't going to match up with your uh set but whatever you can do it 
any other games, they limit you. That is the only reason. Um, the entire franchise, I am like, I cannot wait for Dreadwolf to come out. Uh, I will say that it saddens me that again, the wolf character is apparently the antagonist of the franchise, which sucks. But whatever, I can get past that. The games themselves are just fun. If you like medieval fantasy and you like certain humor, uh, you're going to love these games. And that would be my uh, second pick. I know I've heard you talk about those a lot since we've been friends, and I understand why that's number two for you. Yes, that... It, I also love the fact that they're it's made by Bioware, which is made they also did Mass Effect, and so they do a lot of like little Easter egg crossovers. Uh, like Mass Effect has an entire race called the Krogan, which are like battle hardened warriors that are almost unstoppable in any environment. Uh, in Mass Effect, you can find the head of a Krogan mounted on a wall. Uh, <laughs> Like, someone hunted one of these unstoppable monster characters. <laughs> and I'm just like, first off, that hunter is a beast for being able to take down a Krogan. Second, why the fuck is this alien head in the middle of my fantasy world? <laughs> like, it just... Don't matter. Yeah. You don't even question it. Just a little nice tie-in kind of thing. I'm like, oh, did they, did they just crash land or something? It just little lore bits. Love. All right. Well, so my number two is the franchise Kingdom Hearts. <clears throat> Obviously, there's a lot of uh, talk on the Limelight YouTube channel about Kingdom Hearts. It's because yes. I love I love the franchise. Take take Disney, fuse it with some Final Fantasy elements. Boom! You got a great franchise. Uh, yes, I'm legit surprised that you don't have a Kingdom Hearts tattoo yet. I do have a Kingdom Hearts tattoo. Do you? It's on my back. Yep, it's a little small one, but okay. it's there. Okay. So you just don't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, I've never... Okay, it's on your back. Yeah, that it's uh, the heartless and nobody symbols together. Okay. And, and it's on my back, yeah. That's cool. So I actually have an, another shameless plug of... I have an entire video explaining about the worlds I love the singing of hearts. Check them out. And the last podcast. Also <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I remember playing Kingdom Hearts as a kid for the first time and being amazed that I could play as a character that travels throughout Disney movies that I loved growing up. Like like I'm like two thousand so two thousand was it two, I think it two thousand one, maybe something like that's when the first one came out. And I'm, you know, probably eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. And I remember being like, Whoa, I could play as this guy going to like Aladdin and you know Alice in Wonderland and a little mermaid it's like whoa I grew up on all these movies and it's like I could travel them fighting monsters how cool is that teaming up with genie and Aladdin and teaming up with Simba and oh it's so cool so yeah I just the 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 Kingdom Hearts franchise has grown so much and the story is so muddled now completely crazy for what it was in kingdom hearts one like the game has d just gone so far crazy into what it is today it's just like what does the franchise hold what, what does the future hold for this franchise it could be literally anything uh 
so I looked it up online, went to the Wikipedia. It came out in 2002, so I was 12 when I played it. So uh, that means I was 11, because I'm a yeah. year younger than you, right? Yes. Uh, and it has like a little diagram of the timeline, and it is. Oh, just... <laughs> okay. You could have it. I've seen videos on YouTube. You could have an entire like 45 minute video trying to explain the timeline of Kingdom Hearts. If you are interested in Kingdom Hearts, you have to start at one and go chronologically, like the the order of releases, because it is so confusing if you don't. It is uh, baffling, to say the least. Me it's, like just when, looking it's like when people try timeline. to explain the timeline of like the Zelda franchise. There is no timeline. Just like yeah, Kingdom it, Hearts. It, it's just whatever it wants to be. <laughs> This oh, it is the most chaotic timeline I have ever seen of any fiction. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. Oh, here's a little side note for any fans of my videos. I am going to be making another world's wish list video in the future. So, <laughs> shut up. So you just expect that on this channel. <laughs> so much shameless life. I don't care. This is my channel. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this franchise. There's so many worlds it can go to, so many different <coughs> things. If they ever wanted to break away from Disney, they could go to like video games that we mentioned, anime, you know, movies. It could be anything. They could they could branch it off into anything if you know Disney will allow it. Yeah, that that is true. They have uh the, this, infinite possibilities. Yeah, this I feel like this franchise has the most potential to branch out to anything at once. Well, I wouldn't say the most. Valid. It has a very high potential to branch Fortnite off. Fortnite has. Oh yeah, the Fortnite most. is the obvious answer for that. Its but, like, literal lore is that it is the beginning of everything. <laughs> but I'm just saying that there's so many possibilities if you can jump through all the legal garbage that happens with companies. This this franchise has so much possibilities. <laughs> the collab nobody ever guessed: Kingdom Hearts and Fortnite. <laughs> Imagine the Fortnite weapons is like a keyblade. Right? Like that would be the harvesting tool, but also in a Kingdom or a Kingdom Hearts game you get Jonesy. But instead of you know how like in Fortnite you get like Deku Smash or it's just like a punch and it does like a giant wave. Yeah. It just do that, but you only get the the really bad ultimate finisher from Final or from Kingdom Hearts and uh and Super Smash Bros. where the door slams. Oh, yeah, like a little... The, the one that nobody wanted. Yeah, yeah, the one they were like, oh, we're going to get all the, like, ultimate forms, the Valor forms, all these cool, crazy finishers from the King Yeah, like Hearts. a Mega Man style. Yeah, and no, you get you get a door closing, and then this, that's the ultimate in Super Smash. You get that, that in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. You get the equivalent of that in Fortnite. The more I think about it, though, the more it actually does kind of make sense, because that would be an epic event where... You're playing Fortnite and then nobody's just start showing up and heartless and you can just start fighting them. Kind of like the zombie Fortnitemares thing they have yeah. in Fortnite. Like, that Again, would actually make li sense. Like I said, <laughs> possibilities are endless. And then, yeah, once you combine it with Fortnite, then it truly is endless because you have access to everything through Fortnite. And then all the skins are like, now Disney princesses, Disney this, Disney that, Disney Right? <laughs> like, both... Both franchises would benefit so much from this. I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever get on Fortnite and there's a Roxas skin, who is my literally one of my favorite characters in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, That's the, it's uh, over. That's my main right? character. Huh? Is that the dual wielder? 
Yeah, he's the dual wielder uh, nobody yeah. of Sora who wears a hood. Yeah, I was. I'm like, I remember that name. I I I've played Kingdom Hearts too. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number two pick. So what is your number one? What is your favorite franchise of all time, Nate? All right, so my fable or fable? Uh, fa- uh, 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 uh. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> franchise is Fable. Oh, who would have guessed? Um, another the, another one that's been on my play later for so long. Yes. Uh, the first game is not my f- favorite of the franchise, but it is my favorite concept of the franchise. Uh, spoilers for anybody. Bro, I'm going to play the game. Are you really, though? Yes, I plan on Plus, it. Plus, I've already told you everything about this franchise. That's so all right. I, my memory of a goldfish, exactly. so it's fine. <laughs> if you don't remember it, then that just proves the point. I can tell you again. Um, so the first point, or the first concept of the game, is that you're being trained in a hero academy. Where My, my hero academy. Yeah, a fantasy version of that, which is great. Their only stipulation, you don't have to be a hero. Uh, you can, can be a villain. Yeah, you can leave their academy and go off to do whatever. Their idea of hero isn't exactly like the righteous people. It's people of noteworthiness, just legends almost. So basically, a school of legends, but they call them heroes. Uh, and it was that I love that idea. I love the concept of you having a character. That goes in, and you're being trained to become a legend. And then, the rest of the games, while fun, uh, personally, my favorite is the third one, which is, I believe, controversial, because not many people like the third one. I liked it for the stupidest of reasons. I saved my entire kingdom by making pies. Makes sense. Totally valid reason. Yep. That... I wasted so many hours making pies to earn gold so I didn't have to pick the evil options at the end of the game. Oh, you're so noble, Nate. Uh, not noble. You're, stupid. You're the, you're the hero we de- that we don't need. They're the hero we deserve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, in the third game, or honestly in all the games, you can buy properties in the game and rent them out to NPCs. Make money that way. Uh, One of the strategies to make a lot of money is to just jack up your taxes. Make them pay you an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, your uh, honor and reputation is going to take a hit, but you can make that up easily. I didn't go that route. I was like, no. I'm going to keep my taxes at a lowered rate so my people didn't have to pay that many taxes. And... I didn't pick any of the bad choices at the end because they're like, well, you can either save money and, you know, make children work in your workforce, so child labor, or spend money and send your children to school and educate them so that they can be better people in society. And I'm like, pies. I'm going to go make some pies real quick. I'll be right back. I'll be back, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I was the pie-making king of my kingdom. And at the end of the, and I, I didn't even realize I was doing it because at the end of the game, they're like, well, let's see what decisions you made. Oh, well, you, you did all the right choices, all these, but you didn't wait or use up all your money. So now you have no funds to fight the war against the bad guy. 
But then my playthrough, oh wait, you did. You made money by making pies. Oh my so God. I funded an entire war effort with pies. I, That's so stupid, you, Nate. The fact you can do that, I love. That is not the sole reason that it is my favorite franchise. Because the most serious thing is like game-changing in a way. Uh, plus, the first game, I think actually in all the games... You get hit, you get scars. Your character ages while he you play the game. That's annoying. Your character changes. It is, at first, again, as a person who loves to customize, yeah, it's super annoying. But you can't customize your characters, really, in this. Other than, like... Should even you be your use, number one, then. You can choose hairstyles. You can choose tattoos, which I say is not a feature that a lot of games use uh, criminally. You should be able to pick tattoos for your characters. Uh, scars as well. Um, in this game, you could pick tattoos. You could unlock tattoos. You can unlock hairstyles. You, all, the, all these really cool features that are just kind of mundane. They're not like game-changing things. You're not defeating a villain because you're wearing a certain tattoo. It's just you want your character to look cool. You can have your character look however you want. And yeah. It's just, I love that game. You can get married. You can have kids in these games. Nate, you uh, can have a family. I did have a family. <laughs> and I was a pretty damn good father when I was around. Uh, I, <laughs> when I was, I was around. I was pretty absent due to, like, you know, saving the world and all that. You know, what a terrible father. Hero father kind of stuff. Uh, son, you're on oh, your own. I have to go save the universe. When I was around, I gave my son his first toy sword. Uh, like, it, yeah, you were basically if uh, Kratos was a, f a father of the uh, of the God of War franchise. I guess I haven't played the. I haven't Neither played have any I. Of the God I just of War know that of God of War Two. I just know that God isn't he known for like oh, I'm gonna go brutally murder every god. Oh, I have a son now, so I guess I'll raise him. Yeah, no. <laughs> in the first trilogy, yes, he was like I'm going to just wreck the pantheon of Greece. Um, in the Second one, I believe he's wrecking the pantheon of Norse mythology. So ah, that's God of War, though. Yeah, um, but yeah, I the it's the little things on in the Fable franchise that make it so exceptional, in my opinion. Now, I will say, uh, Peter Molyneux, the like marketing guy for the Fable games, hyped them up way too much. Uh, like he made promises where you could plant an acorn into the ground and watch it as you play grow into a mighty tree all these little things and i'm like that's really cool it didn't happen uh so that's had games like that they, yeah they promised things that didn't happen no man's guy yeah uh <laughs> brink um so peter molyneux did oversell the game but the things that they did have in the game should not be overshadowed by his promises. They, it is a great games. All the games are great in their own right. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Great humor, hilarious, uh, just like tongue-in-cheek humor. Uh, for, in case of boy, there's like a quest early on where you can meet a guy who is cheating on his wife. And you can either accept the money and not tell his wife, 
or go to his wife and tell her and she'll be like yeah thanks and then go just berate and beat him up like it's just hilarious that you see something you don't normally see in a game so that is my top pick of all time that is my franchise i am super excited that they're coming out with a fable 4 i had given up hope and then their uh ty actually was like nate did you hear and i'm like hear what they're coming out with a fable 4 i'm like don't fucking tease me like that. Don't Ty. troll me like this. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I genuinely thought he was trolling me because of how you and him are. And I'm like, don't. I would worry. never troll you, Nate. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't mess with my heart like this, man. Like, that is, that is my pinnacle of franchises right there. Don't be, don't be doing And he's like, no, man, here's a trailer. And I'm like, oh. Fan made trailer. <laughs> yeah. I, as soon as I did watch it, I'm like, is this Wait, real? I gotta go to like yeah, their like, Twitter. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. all the Fable websites to find out if this is real. <laughs> I was super excited, but then like the reality, I was like, "But wait, mm, he could be. This could just be fan made." Like, this, how many mm, times have out. we seen a trailer for a Legend of Zelda TV show or movie coming out? And it's a fan made yeah. trailer. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, <laughs> uh, the reason I had given up on Fable's games because they had already made two Fable games or one Fable game and had planned to make another one. That were not great because they weren't, as in your opinion, uh, like with Breath of the Wild, they weren't fable games. They ah, one see? was, they one was like you ride a wagon from that's, town to town. That's my favorite fable game. That's it. Like you defended the wagon. Or I'm like that, Oregon Trail. I think it was called Fable Journeys. Hell yeah. Uh, that's that's the one I'm. That's the first one I'm gonna play. And then they had another one where that's they the only one to, you recommend, Nate, is the Oregon Trail one. I actually liked Oregon Trail. <laughs> Uh, I now have a Nintendo Switch, and oh, yeah, I'm planning that. on getting the new Oregon Trail game that is out on the store because I loved Oregon Trail when I was a kid. Oh my god! Uh, but then the other Fable game that made me give up all hope was uh, Fable Heroes. I think is what it's called, where you played one of four heroes against a villain who is played by another player, and I'm like, oh, so. It's like death by daylight kind of thing. I'm, I'm not interested in that. Why is it not Fable? Uh, but then it got canceled. Like, ah. Oh, oh well. there goes the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I am I love that franchise. Super excited. What is your number one pick? Crazy. My number one pick is going to be a, out of left field for you, Nate. It's going to be crazy that I picked this. It's unexpected, crazy pick. Digimon. No. Oh. I may have a giant tattoo on my arm of this franchise. Digimon. Uh, 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 it's the better of Digimon, and that is the Pokemon franchise. Oh, who, who saw that coming? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Pokemon franchise is probably the franchise I've played the absolute most in my entire life. It's been around. I was playing. I was obsessed with Pokemon as a child in the 90s when it first came out, and I'm a 31-year-old adult who's still obsessed with pokemon a lot of adults are yes i know <laughs> i even got my oldest son into pokemon and i've never been more proud as a father pokemon go to the polls <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah when my my eldest son was like dad can i play some pokemon games you have i was like you have ascended child you have become the child you needed to be <laughs> How long have you been wanting to be able to say my eldest son? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was so obsessed with Pokemon as a kid that my mom actually told me in the past that I was so obsessed that I it was actually banned in my house because I would just go around just listing Pokemon over and over again, just talking about it nonstop, talking about you know the anime, the, the you know the games. I would just sit there and just be like Pikachu, right? And my mom's like, "We're done. It's it's banned from the house. It is just too much Pokemon." In this house. <laughs> See, it's almost the exact opposite in my house. Uh, my parents are the ones who got really into Pokemon after me. Like, uh, And they're like, Nate, let's go. Let's play Pokemon. Let, let, let's go play Pokemon Go. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Exercise, I guess. Uh, I'll leave the house. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're the ones who really got into Pokemon after I had given up on it a while ago. How dare you, Nate? You never give up on Pokemon. I have uh, the, played every single main friend, uh, main story, mainline story game. Oh my god! I played every single mainline story <laughs> game of all the Pokemon's, and I played them multiple, multiple times. I played through every mainline game like at least ten times. Uh, I have not. I I played. Let's see here. Red. Okay, understandable. Child of the yellow. 90s. Yep, child of the nineties. Then I played uh, Snap, I think it was. Okay. <laughs> Take pictures Stadium. of Stadium. Yeah. Stadium. Snap, I think, is the one actually where my mom got interested because she loves taking pictures. Hey, and... you have a Switch. There's a new Pokemon Snap. Well, true. Uh, so I might get that for my mom. See? Uh, Stadium. And then I played Silver. I felt like I needed to buy that for some reason. Oh my god! Uh, I'm not sure why. Silver-eyed wolf. <laughs> uh, and then I bought, or then I played. I think diamond is what it was. Is that what? Yeah, there's diamond and pearl. Yeah, diamond. And then. Was that it? Shield. Oh, you got shield. When did you get shield? Oh, not shield. I'm sorry. What was it? Sun. A uh, sun and moon is on the 3ds. Sun and Y. Sun and Y are two different generations. No, that that's what I'm saying. Like the last, oh, okay. those I got those. What? Two. You I, know what? I'm proud of you. You've at least played like there's nine generations of Pokemon now. You've played at least like five of them. I have not played Sun. You own it. <laughs> I, you haven't played it. I own it. I have not played it. I haven't even beaten Y. I played uh, it for like. This is hurting my soul. Here I played this. it for like a week, and I was like, "Oh, this is a Pokemon game. That's right. Uh, there's nothing. They, it's nothing new other than new Pokemon." Okay. How <laughs> dare you say that to me? That they found. I will give them credit. They found a formula. They stuck with that formula. It works for them. You can't even deny. Pokemon is like the most biggest felt yeah. franchise of all time. Exactly. Like, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. Like they found a formula. They stuck with the formula. It works for them. They've branched out recently with uh, what was Arceus? I think Arceus and uh, Scarlet and Violet are like open world games. Yeah. Like congratulations, you're finally after thirty years your toes into other things. <laughs> after but, like thirty years, you're finally getting a new franchise or new style. <laughs> yeah, my interest peaked when I was like. Okay, like, I'm not that great of a Pokemon trainer. Can I just go, like, I don't know, kill things with a sword now? The only Pokemon games I haven't really played is some of the spinoffs is, like, like uh, Mystery Dungeon. I haven't played all the uh, Pokemon Ranger games. Stuff like that. Some of the spinoffs I didn't get to, never got a chance to play. I don't know what it's called, but I had someone told me that there's, like, a Fire Emblem-style Pokemon game. 
And I'm yeah, like... Emblem Pokemon style game. Yeah, it's like you play a army tactical game where your units get Pokemon. And I'm like, that actually sounds interesting. I want to look into that. But I had forgotten what it was called. So I, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now while we while you talk about... Why do you love Pokemon? Uh, like, why have you stuck with the franchise? Because, like, I don't know, a lot of it's nostalgia. It's like what I grew up on. I loved watching the anime growing up as a kid. I love the idea of all these monsters that you can train. And I love the... There's so many different... With Pokemon Scarlet Violet now, Nate, there is over a thousand Pokemon now. Over a thousand. How does that make you feel, knowing that there's over a thousand Pokemon now? I mean... I, it makes me feel like they, some of them really shouldn't be Pokemon because I know cone. for a fact, like, yeah, there's like an ice cream cone. There's a teacup. Yep. There's yeah. a trash awesome. bag. Hell yeah. Uh, Trubbish. That, that tells me that they ran out of ideas. Nah. Looked, they were being crunched for time, looked around their room or house and was like, that's a Pokemon now. Nate, there is a new Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet called Reverum, and it's literally a poison engine. It's literally a car engine. It doesn't surprise me. And one of the main themes of the bad guys in the new one is the Team Star. Is you have to fight their giant engine car. And it's literally a Pokemon. And you have to fight the car. That, <laughs> that is just sad in my opinion. Like, <laughs> why... Again, they found a formula. They, I. It's, one of the, I it's the best selling franchise of all time, Dave. <laughs> I respect the hustle that they're putting out, but how? How can you just put out such some of them such garbage, literally garbage Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one pick. I don't really got much else to say besides. I love Pokemon. I'll never stop loving Pokemon. Alright, so I don't know if this is the one they were talking about, but it looks like it. Uh, Pokemon Conquest. Oh, that is a game! that it, I totally forgot about that. Nintendo DS, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I never played those. Like I said, a lot of the handheld spinoff games I never got to play. There's yeah, a, po hey, there's a Pokemon game that you actually might like on the Switch, since now that you have a Switch. It's Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Tournament. It's a Pokemon fighting game. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've played it with you, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's the remastered versions on the Switch. Yeah. Um, I think I preferred Stadium. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're a child of the 90s, of course you prefer Stadium. Uh, but Stadium yeah, it, had it, all those great mini games, mini games like, you know, the Magic Cart flop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, the 90s are just so good. No. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I respect the hustle of Pokemon. Nate, what will it take for me to get you back into Pokemon? What can I do to get... Dude, you have a Switch. You can get Pokemon Scarlet or Violet, and now we can play online together multiplayer. Cool. See? We can go around on a, like, playing Pokemon together. Counterpoint. We just play Fortnite together. Uh. I mean... Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. You got your weeklies to get done, Raceland. Hey, Pokemon's okay. not in Fortnite yet, so if they added, like, you know, Incineroar as somebody or something like that. So, Fortnite has been working on Creative 2.0, which is supposed to make it to where you can create your own content and skins for Fortnite. 
someone used that beta engine to create a Pokemon world. Hell yeah. That's the man I need to follow on social media. <laughs> uh, obviously, that could not be like recognized as a Pokemon world due to this is, copyright This is Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. But it had like one of the main images was... Uh, Lapidus, Lapidus, or whatever. Lapras, Lapras. Uh, really, really had... nailing your Pokemon knowledge Look, there. <laughs> I am an old man mentally and don't remember all of the Pokemon. You over there playing Pokemons? I remember like my favorite Pokemon, which is Squirtle and Cubone. Okay, that's it. Oh geez. Yeah, I can't OG. say much. My favorite Pokemon is Ghastly, who is an OG Pokemon. It's even in my logo. Yeah. Which I always thought Sharpedo was your favorite. It it's the one I have a tattoo of, yes, but yeah. but I have always appreciated Gasly. Okay, there's so a difference between favorite and appreciation. No, Gasly's my favorite Pokemon because he's so like, cute. I appreciate Alakazam. He's rocking the hypnotism, but he's I got not my the Sharpedo. I got the Sharpedo tattoo because I love the idea. So on my tattoo, it is Sharpedo, who is a shark Pokemon. And if you played Sun and Moon, if you played Sun and Moon, you would know, Nate. I think I, I, I think I own that game, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the games, you get riding Pokemon, and one of the riding Pokemon you get to ride around in is Sharpedo on the water, and it's just amazing that you get to just be this little Sharpedo that's blasting through the water. And I love that idea so much that I got a tattoo of Sharpedo with a Pikachu riding on the back, running through the water. I love that idea. What you should have had was him with Ghastly on it. I should have, but I didn't because I am an impulsive person. It was like, I like this. Get a tattoo. That is very true. You are very impulsive. So, yeah, that is my number one. So, you got anything else to say about Pokemon? Um, no, not really. All right. We actually got some comments on our Facebook page and on Discord. I'll uh, I'll read the Discord one if you want to read the Facebook All right, one. I've got it pulled up right now. We got someone uh, named James uh, who said there are a few given ones, like talking about franchises, a few given ones like GTA and Pokemon, but at least the first three Saints Row games were pretty solid. Okay. So you have another guy who likes Saints Row. Hells yeah. Uh, Saints Row, like... If you, it is your fallback. If you prefer humor over dark and gritty, while saying that is what GTA is, it's just difference of humor, in my opinion. That that's yeah. pretty much the only thing. Uh, also, character customization. Um, like I GTA Online, I believe has insane amounts of customization, but Saint Row just the base game customization yeah, i think i played saints row 2 and that's the only one i've ever played oh i, I did try to play saints row 4 and I, I i bailed out pretty quick yeah saints row 2 is like i think the perfect blend between what they were going from saints row 1 to saints row 3 saints row 3 is when they just were like you know what fuck it we're gonna lean right into the insanity of our franchise uh saints row 2 is like we're going to lean into our insanity, but we're still going to have, like, reasonable, like, understanding of what the world is. Yeah. After that, they're just like, 
we're gonna have zombies, robots, uh, superpowers, the Matrix. Fuck it, we're gonna throw everything in this. We're just gonna have fun. Fuck it all. So you said we had a Discord comment. We did from our resident fan Ty. Uh, his comment is probably his favorites would be one Final Fantasy. Completely understandable. Uh, that is a great franchise. I have only played, I believe, eight and ten, so I don't know about the rest of them. I've played. We've talked on the channel about yeah. My controversial pick for my favorite one is fifteen. <laughs> uh, his second favorite franchise would be Zelda. Yeah. Which... Yes. Third... But I know, knowing Ty, he is a fan of old school Zelda more than anything. He likes Link to the Past and a lot of the Game Boy ones and the NES ones. He likes those Possibly. types. Well, I, I know. Also... He's told me in the past that I think Link to the Past is his favorite Zelda game. Okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, number three. Yeah! Woo! Not a muddle storyline at all. Not at all. The timeline looks perfectly normal. Uh, number four, Resident Evil. The one franchise I have no interest in getting into. Uh... I can completely understand this. Ty is a massive horror buff. Yeah. Uh, and Resident Evil is like the granddaddy of horror video games. I'm one of the few minorities. There seems to be a pattern there. That uh, I really enjoyed the Resident Evil movies, but not the games. No, I'm, I'm with you. I enjoyed the movies. I've never really played the game, so I don't know if I've... I've played like one of them, and it was the one on the Wii. So who knows how good that was actually compared to the other ones. I think I played a little bit of one of the Resident Evil games, and it took place, I believe, in Africa. Oh, mine was and in a I, mansion. I was like, okay, it's a it's a shooter. And then I found out that it apparently was, like, the least liked Resident Evil game. Yeah, mine was on the Wii, so it was a motion control Resident Evil game. So it was also oh, one no. of the most least... Like, I remember they had, like, little zombie bat thingies coming at you, and you had to, like, shake the remote to make, like, your, your knife slice them. <laughs> As much as I hate, uh, like, the idea of us doing a video, if we could get a clip of what you just did during your shake motion, yeah. that would be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Thumbnail. So what's, uh, so what's his, and uh, his number five? His number five is Mario, maybe? Uh, he put it has a question, a question mark. mark. <laughs> yeah, he put a question mark after that. So maybe Mario. I, I would actually say yes. I do believe that would be his fifth favorite because... He is, in my opinion, a badass in Mario. I don't, I don't think he considers himself a badass in Mario, but I think he's really, really good at it. Uh, so I, I think that would be his number five. Awesome. Well, and that's it for all the comments we got. If you enjoyed the podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry this was kind of a longer podcast than normal, but we had a lot to talk about. If you're interested in any more content, you could check out the links below, which has all the other links to the accounts. If you're interested, please think about liking and subscribing if you're on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next video. See ya.